Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to Our Nerdiest Thing. Today, we have a very special guest, author Emily Vanderbent. Emily Vanderbent is a natural-born storyteller. As a writer and historian, she desires to celebrate women in history. Through the Crimson Times series, Vanderbent uses elements of history to creatively engage readers with the past. She hopes her writing will encourage young women to fearlessly pursue their passions and own the narrative of their individual story. While living in the real world, Emily dreams of days long past and stories yet to be told. Welcome to our Nerdies Thing, Emily. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you guys for having me. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Um, will you just start off by introducing yourself a little bit to our listeners and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, so your intro was great, I guess, to sort of carry on from that. Um, my name is Emily Vanderbent. Um, I'm the author of a young adult historical fantasy series, which is called the Crimson Time series. I am also an avid reader, and I have a passion for history and sort of creatively engaging people with the past. Um, particularly like the stories of women in history, since those stories so often go either untold or undertold. What's that's your awesome. favorite story of women in history? Now I have to know. Oh, that's like asking a reader, which I also am like their favorite book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, um, but particularly like female espionage is something I'm super fascinated by. Um, so like Elizabeth Van Lu, who was a Civil War spy for the Union. Um, but right in the heart of Richmond, Virginia, when it was a Confederate um, stronghold, that whole story is super interesting to me, which you'll get a little bit of in Fractured Past. Awesome. I love that. Well, we would love to hear a little bit about um, just your journey into becoming an author. You know, how long have you been writing? You know, what got you into storytelling? Give us all the good details. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I sort of started dabbling in writing pretty soon after I got into reading, which was around second grade. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually used to hate reading. Um, and now I'm an author. So obviously there was a whole trajectory <laughs> from that moment. Um, but around second grade, I had a friend and her family, they were entirely readers, every single one of them. Um, so they would always be talking about books and everything. I could never really contribute to the conversation because I didn't enjoy them. Um, but her mom one day came up to me before I left. She handed me a book and she said, read this. Uh, tell me if you like it. And if you don't, we'll never talk about books in front of you again. And I won't ask you to read something else. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sort of like, I took the book out of spite and was like okay I have nothing else to do this evening I'll I'll read it um the joke was very much on me because I became your quintessential reader that night that stays up with their blanket over their head flashlight on the book um and I I, I read until I finished the book um can I ask who it was Emily yeah um so it was called pictures of Hollis Woods um I believe by like Patricia Riley Giff that's it is the title I believe or the author I believe um like how do you know that <laughs> a librarian <laughs> oh yeah yeah but yeah I I I sort of admitted my defeat and I brought her the book the next day um and said you win like do you have anything else that you think I would enjoy anything else I can borrow um so 
sort of since then I've been like writing on and off, um, taking different like writing classes in high school and college and whatnot. But um, it wasn't really until like senior year of college that I feel like I really sort of took my writing seriously and started to take ownership of what would end up being like an author journey for me. Um, I've always sort of wanted to write a book since the moment I fell in love with reading. And senior year of college, I sort of had some credits to burn. So I convinced one of my professors, one of my creative writing professors to do an independent study with me where I would write some of a book and then she would do some editing and we would sort of go back and forth on that. Um, so sort of through that process, it really helped me get in like a good handful of chapters and get a book started. And then pretty soon after I graduated, the pandemic hit. So we all sort of had this big free time um, that we had to sort of fill. Um, so I, I took those chapters and I carried it out to finish writing it, did some editing, and then published what eventually ended up being Crimson Time. That's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about Crimson Time? Like give us the the rundown and we want to hear all about this amazing series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the Crimson Time series is a work of young adult historical fantasy and it follows my main character Adelaide as she's sort of thrust into this world of the Red Rose Society, which is a secret order of time travelers that are all descended from different historical figures. Um, oh. So in order to sort of secure her spot in the Red Rose Society and learn the truth about her parents' deaths, uh, she has to sort of survive this trip in time and out with the other initiates that she's pitted against before the clock runs down. Um, so that's my sort of little pitch about it. But the series as a whole is sort of my way of creatively engaging people with history and the women in it. Um, but it's also sort of been a way for me to process through some different traumas of my own as Adelaide has sort of done the same thing on the page throughout each of the books in the series. We've heard that from a lot of yeah, authors yes. that, that yeah. working through their trauma. Now, I, I am very curious. I want to know where you got the name Adelaide because my husband wanted to name my daughter that. So I want to know where. Oh. You <laughs> um. So, yeah. So I keep, as I'm sure a lot of authors do, just a running list that is sort of going to run the gamut of like, baby names at some point, character names, and everything else that needs to be named. Um, and so Adelaide was on it, um, and I liked it. So then I started to do a little bit of research into, like, the etymology and, like, the meaning of some of the different names. Um, and Adelaide ended up sort of being, like, a dual Easter egg for my readers if they sort of look up the etymology and if they're at all familiar with the TV show Rain. Nice. And Mindy is our word nerd and she always looks up etymology of names. I love that. And I know like every time I look something up, I'm like, that author did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Act like they don't, but they do. It's, I think it's so cool. It's such a cool aspect of um, creating characters. Yeah. My yeah. husband is a complete like music nerd and there was this pop punk band. And, oh my gosh. I feel, I think it was, oh, it's Anne Berlin. Um, and they yeah. had Adelaide and my husband wanted to name my daughter that which I wasn't necessarily against but I was like what if they end up like in the news for like child porn or something someday I don't want it to be named after like an actual group of people like you know so which I know is super weird but that's what anxiety does to your yes. brain yeah. you, I understand. Right. you do yeah <laughs> well what obviously you like to write about uh historical women is there any other types of stories through the years that you've enjoyed writing? Yeah. Um, so 
I obviously like like to write stories that entertain my readers, but I really try to sort of have my stories take that a step further so that they're learning something through the process of reading as well. Um, so sometimes that's something about like the world around them. Sometimes that's something like internal to them. They're learning about themselves. Um, so obviously like kind of in the Crimson Time series uh, that I've sort of said, they're learning about history. They're learning about the stories of different women in the past. Um, and I think that's especially important today because young women need to know that their voices need to be heard and that their story matters um, and everything that sort of goes into that. Um, so with that in mind, also, I usually try to write like strong female characters, um, and themes about like preserving the past, remembering the past, whether that's like history as a whole, or whether that's like your individual history, um, and then sort of like healing from the past, past hurts and past scars so that you can sort of find yourself again beyond the veil of grief and sort of what that journey looks like. I love that. I, I, as I mentioned, I work in a um, elementary school library and yeah, some of the most, have you ever read the Dear America series? I loved those as a child. Yes. Those are still like, and they're not new books, right? So no kids still devour them. It's, I love watching kids that are into history, find some fiction that they really can dig their teeth into. So I love that you're, that you're perpetuating that. That's awesome. Thank you. On the flip side, what kind of stories do you like to read? Um, so I think a lot of what I like to read sort of overlaps a little bit with what I like to write. Um, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, for example, is like one of my all-time favorite books. Um, it's so good. I could talk about it for ages. Um, well, it's but you love a woman, you know, the part where she has to dress as a man to get yeah. further in society. And, and I'm reading, yeah. like, are you joking right now? And then I'm like, oh, she would have to do that. Right. But yeah. it's a lovely story. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful story, beautifully written, beautiful themes, but it's all sort of about like the idea of stories and remembrance and like how do you leave your mark on the past? What does that look like? Um, so like again, strong female characters draw me in as a reader as well. Um, particularly like authors like Adrian Young and like Cassandra Clare are some of my favorites, and I think they do that really well. Um, as well as sort of like the the witty banter and um very like descriptive details as well that sort of all spun together really paint a like a picture in your head of what you're reading I really enjoy that as a reader as well um and then I guess like genre wise probably fantasy and like historical fantasy are most of what I read awesome well we know you probably love to nerd out on historical stuff in general right but what yes. other kind of nerdy things um do you love or maybe fandoms that you might be a part of or anything like that yeah so uh this list could honestly be endless but just <laughs> to name a few um yeah uh harry potter i love the shadow hunter world um percy jackson hunger games akatar marvel um i'm a big fan of like one tree hill Timeless, Teen Wolf, Rain, Outlander, um, Once Upon a Time. More recently, too, I've uh, sort of gotten into the Grishaverse as I've been like watching oh, Shadow nice. and Bone. Um, and I'm actually about to start reading them as well. So <laughs> I know that that 
is only going to increase my obsession as well. Oh, it will. They're it's, really good. The oh, I'm sure. Those books is really the reason I think people loved them so much is it's unlike anything I had read before. Her monsters are described yeah. in an interesting way and really the the push and pull on like the human condition and like everything that the Darkling does is based off like emotion and how reactive he is. And I just thought that was really captivating as I was reading the books. And then I, I was kind of opposite. As soon as I was done with the books, I was like, wait, there's going to be a show. And so yeah. I'm not done with season two yet. I just started it last night. I'm not done with it either. It's really good. I don't have the context of the books yet, but I liked it enough that I want to read the books now and I will be. Yeah, the books are really good. I'm sure you'll, you will enjoy them. Um, well, now we're going to do what we call our nerdy and dirty speed round. So I'm going <laughs> to give you just some prompts and we want you to answer as quick as you can. You don't have to think about it. There's no right or wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind first. Ready? Okay. Ready. Okay. Favorite cocktail? Hurricane. Ooh, that's a good one. Favorite fandom? Harry Potter. Most binge-worthy TV? New Girl. Ooh, oh yeah, I love the new girl. Guilty pleasure. One Tree Hill. Mm, that's a good one. Character <laughs> that you would get nerdy and dirty with. Jace Harrendale. Nice. Ooh. Team Edward or Team Jacob? Definitely Team Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your book boyfriend or bestie? Uh, book boyfriend would be Will Harrendale. Okay. Who is your book girlfriend or bestie? Uh, but bestie would be Tessa Gray, even though that would be a little awkward, <laughs> but <laughs> smut or plot plot and favorite childhood book, uh, pictures of Hollis Woods or the dear America diaries and favorite cereal Reese's puffs. Nice. Thank you. Everyone's yes. been saying healthy stuff. And I'm like, that is not the point. <laughs> of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like a huge cereal eater, but when I do, it's going to be Reese's Puffs. It's going to be so much sugar. That's a good choice. So on the same token, answer as fast as you can. We're going to continue this lightning round, but it's going to be hot or not. Okay. And if you don't know, some of these are situational. Some of them are celebrities. So if you don't know the celebrity, just say pass. Um, Okay. Pascal. Not. Thank you. Uh, there, that was the right answer. We have an ongoing disagreement with Whitney. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Not. Uh, Tessa Thompson. Hot. Thank you. Paul Rudd. Hot. Touch her and die tropes. Hot. Sebastian Stan. Hot. Jensen Ackles. Hot. Small town romance not yeah uh ben barnes aka the darkling hot timothy chalamet not someone being sweaty after a workout hot i think so too (laughs) weirded out by that one um the rock not janelle monet hot tom hiddleston hot miles teller hot a uh, second chance romance. Not. And last but not least, Kristen Stewart. Not. Yeah, I agree with that one. Okay, <laughs> correct. Yeah. <laughs> we told her there's no wrong answers, and they were like, <laughs> "No, yes, no." <laughs> I love it. 
so I um, I know that you're coming to Imaginarium Book Festival in May, and we're going to be there as well. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah. But what other festivals and events do you have going on this year? Yeah. Uh, so aside from Imaginarium, um, I will be at Omaha Book Fest, which is in obviously Omaha um, in July. And then I do a lot of local signings as well, sort of around like the Chicago land area. Cool. We're not far from Chicago. Oh, yeah, awesome. That's when some of your signings are from up there because we're only like four hours away from yeah. you and we come up all the time. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad trip at all. And we're, yeah, fine. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> we're making dinner dates with every author we talk to. <laughs> well, I mean, that's awesome. you already know we have something in common, right? We can talk yeah. about books and fantasy yeah. and all that good stuff. So, yes. What are some ways that we can best support your work? Yeah. Um, so just honestly, like continuing to talk about it is a huge thing. Word of mouth. Um, if it sounds like something you'd be interested reading it and obviously like reading, uh, leaving reviews is really helpful. Um, and like just participating in festivals and signings and stuff. And then, um, I also have a street team if anyone enjoys my books and sort of wants to be involved in a little bit more of a deeper way in sort of getting the word out. Where else can we find you online? So you can find me on my website, which is just my name, emilyvanderbent.org. And then my Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook are all emilyvanderbent underscore author. Um, And of those, I'm most active on Instagram. I feel like all of us are most active on Instagram anymore. I get on Facebook like, you know, catch up in a different way than I do Instagram. But Instagram's just so freaking entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. It's user-friendly too, which I like. Yeah, it is. Well, for somebody who's like social media and technology challenged like me, it's it's a lot easier to use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it wasn't at first, but now that I've used it more, it's I'm getting used to it. But our final question is one thing that we talk about on our podcast every week is we all discuss what our nerdiest thing of the week is. So we'll give you a little bit more if you want to like go the past month or something. Um, we'll give you a little leeway on that, but um, what is the most recent nerdiest thing that you've experienced or done? Uh, I don't even have to go <laughs> go the full month. I can go the less than a week because I am on. I'm almost done with my second like watch through of Shadow and Bone yeah. in less than a week. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty nerdy. Yeah, but here's the thing about fantasy world though, it, because some my husband only he he reads a lot of nonfiction and autobiography and things like that. He likes to learn while he reads. And he's like, well, how can you reread things? And I'm like, because you miss so much of the world when you're excited about the book or the show. That you definitely do. To reread, you're like, oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't catch that. I, and so, I mean, there's some series I've read five, six, seven, eight times, you know, and, and every time it feels brand new. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for being here and being on the podcast with us. It's been super fun to talk to you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I had such a great time. And I can't wait to see you at Imaginarium. That'll be really fun. Yeah, we'll see you there for sure. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.